0: free as of uh, you know as of a few minutes ago. Um, I don't know if uh, the reverb spirits have have, have snuck back into into the box.
1: I don't know if hopefully no one noticed but uh, the last episode uh, Sean's voice was coded and really coded in reverb (laughs) and it is a constant amusement to the both of us that um, you know there's just a, a never-ending seemingly never-ending supply of tech issues. Yeah, and like involved with recording a very basic podcast. Yeah, imp-
0: impressively basic tech issues for people who are very audio literate. Um,
1: I like I, I listen to so many podcasts by people who don't know the first thing about audio and they have seemingly no problems. I well Well, recording a podcast. To,
0: to be fair, a lot of podcasts and even kind of big ones do sound like absolute garbage, and ours generally sounds pretty good. Um,
1: sure, that's true. Yeah, uh,
0: the finished product. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we've we've had like a, an astounding array of behind-the-scenes blunders, uh, which are usually usually don't really, you know, they're 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 not really usually perceivable, uh, in the finished product. But
1: I hope so. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah we we've really fucked up every imaginable
1: step. It just never ends latency. Throwing a fucking reverb pedal on a microphone for why, what, whatever? Why is it happening? So, I don't so,
0: know. so, so the, the 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 issue with the reverb is that normally, but previously I was running uh, our mics through a small mixer, just like a four channel Mackie mixer. Yeah. Um, but that we, that got packed up because Katie's selling some of her uh, wedding DJ gear. Mm. Um, so, uh, I I just used the the vocal the voice live telecon thing that we have lying around because uh, it was right. just literally on the table. It was, the mic was yeah. already hooked up to it. And so I, I had turned the reverb. I, I had tested the day before and was like, Oh, oh, reverb's on better. Turn that off. Um, bypass that and then totally spaced the, the next day <laughs> and didn't, didn't double check it. Um, and you know, one of, one of my many impressive feats of, of idiocy.
1: Well, last week's episode, unofficially brought to you by my trial version of Isotope RX, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, seemed seemed to work out pretty well. So,
0: yeah, I mean, it it, if, it could have sounded worse. There it, there was definitely like a there was a little bit of kind of weird artifacts and kind of an artificial timbre going on, but you wouldn't notice that was anything. You wouldn't notice that was anything wrong. You would just assume that's how it was recorded. You know?
1: Yeah. So if there's any issues in this, I don't know, some phase issues, maybe some uh <laughs> I don't know, maybe you're recording at the wrong speed. <laughs> you're recording <laughs> onto a tape machine, I don't know. But uh you know, hopefully any of those can be fixed up.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh so this is Basecamp Beta number thirty one.
0: I don't think we I don't think we announced the last episode. I think
1: No, that was just kind of free. We were free balling the last one. Yes. Yeah, Open format, man
0: devoid devoid of number
1: yeah i wanted to just the first thing i wanted to say on this show um was uh to underline this podcast particular uh support for the uh palestinian cause um we did an episode it was base camp beta number 17 uh, I titled it BDS and MIDI organizing and we recorded that with Samir Eskandha, um, who is a uh, Palestinian activist, uh, talking about the BDS um, movement um, and what musicians and music lovers uh, who, you know, care about this issue can do. Um, I highly recommend checking that out for if you missed it, just for some basics on BDS and all of that. Um which obviously has, has sort of uh, popped up again in in a new round of, uh, you know, dispossession and, you know, basically war crimes uh, from Israel over the past two weeks. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to make sure that we underline our support there. And I don't know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's interesting that, like, you know, the the... The dialogue seems to be shifting around BDS, so that's really exciting.
1: It really does. I mean, uh, which is strange because since the last episode that we recorded, obviously there's all this weird shit going on in the states. Um, You know, certain certain states here, maybe Texas. I can't remember the specifics, but like, you know, if you need federal, uh, if you need like federal, if you're applying for federal aid or state aid uh, for COVID or something, you have to sign some like loyalty to israel document you know like you have to like declare that you are not involved in bds or something that's happening in a lot of states um obviously like the united states and israel israeli governments are very very closely intertwined to the point where it's hard to really uh necessarily distinguish them at certain points um but yeah the 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 popular consciousness seems to be shifting a bit which uh which is which is it's hard to say nice to see because it I mean the past two weeks have just been so brutal in um East Jerusalem and in and in Gaza in particular. Yeah. Um but, you know, unfortunately I don't know. Unfortunately the opinion of Americans does actually like materially fucking <laughs> right. matter right, yeah. to the people of Palestine, whether or not they like get to live in their house or anything. So yeah. um so yeah, I mean
0: yeah, well, and like, like most importantly, it seems like the 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 tune of of U.S. mass media is what's really changing. Um, yeah stuff stuff we've seen on on MSNBC is stuff that would have been like unthinkable even six months ago. So yeah, yeah, um, that's yeah. that's really I don't know. I, I'm I'm not the best person to talk on the topic, but uh, it's something that is just extremely striking that there's a, there's a real shift.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, neither of us are really the best pe- person to talk about on the topic. Someone who is, is Samir. So definitely go back and check that episode for sure. From Palestine to other news. Um, yeah, it's been just a heavy couple of weeks. Um, so, a uh, friend of ours, um, Andrew Smith, AKA Jason Loveland, AKA, Chip Curtis, aka the Lone Flander, aka the Limit, aka East German Chemistry, <laughs> aka the Ace of Fades, DJ Klein, really, DJ Klein, that's another DJ one. DJ <laughs> Klein, um, uh, he 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 passed away earlier this week, um, and it's been a it's been definitely a heavy week for us, for uh, most of our close friends. I guess just to just to start it off, uh, if if you never met Andrew, um, he was really just a fountain of creativity, um, a fountain of enthusiasm, and someone who I d- I don't really know many other people who have so deeply uh, devoted themselves to their to music to to their art um, to creating you know a whole universe. Uh, his commitment, Yes. Yeah,
0: his his commitment is 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 the stuff of of absolute legends. Um. Yeah i i yeah I, I don't know if I don't know if I've met another artist in any medium that displays that that was able to display that that degree of just total total abandon just
1: yeah uh,
0: music was absolutely everything for him yeah and his output is is insane
1: yeah I mean trying to keep up with his output uh was just Uh, no feat for for humans really (laughs) um near really just impossible at at times um yeah posting posting
0: six ten tracks a day easily yeah all of them good like you know
1: yeah i mean and and it was really just that that sort of endless creativity that um you know was just a constant inspiration as well as just his total his total like he was so into what he was doing and really wanted to share it. Yeah. Um, And that is something, I don't know. That's just a really, really special quality that uh, is, is really rare. He
0: wanted to share also without, it was, it it was sharing out of pure love and enthusiasm. He was not looking for money. He was not looking for fame. He was not looking for anything other than his friends to be like, shit, that, that slaps.
1: Yeah. Like that's, that
0: like, again like the like the 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 this like the like the total selflessness there is is unique
1: yeah it was that and and for his own just he loved it and was just like yeah what drove him was like his friends being like yeah that this is awesome and then just his own inner drive to just keep pushing yeah keep keep exploring Um,
0: sound keep creating new things
1: the the best way to to sort of for us to pay tribute to him um is I don't know how to introduce it but 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 he um wrote up a little
0: let's let, let let's let's also perhaps mention he he's uh, in addition to being a, like a wildly prolific musician was also a like kind of writer and theorist of music uh and uh, and an architect as well um yeah and and a visual uh visual artist and graphic designer, so th- yeah, this is uh, someone who possessed a degree of mastery in so many different fields
1: um. If you've ever been to a party with Andrew, you will immediately notice that he's wearing clothes he made <laughs> and designed um which is just a kind of level of you know I'll always remember a uh, particular no way back where he showed up with the glow in the dark acid three oh three shirt and his new shoes that were purple and and glow in the dark that said T B three oh three on them. Uh it's just a kind of devotion to I it's just it's a very special person who, who you see who does that. Yeah. Um and yeah his thoughts on music um he he wrote about music and shared his thoughts on music And um, in the very and and, and thankfully, sometimes he wrote them down Um, a fair amount and a fair amount. Yeah. Um, But really, uh, I hope to I hope over the coming, I don't know, weeks to find even more things that he wrote about music um, because he was just really a, a, a very just a fascinating thinker about music and how to make it and and I don't know your relationship to it your relationship to a community of musicians he he was always thinking on a on many levels yeah absolutely and um shared with some friends of ours and coming to us is a little pdf document he wrote um of course credited to the loveland institute of technology lit and the acronym lit I'm sure <laughs> Made him chuckle a whole lot. Um, designing also a fucking coat of arms for the love. I mean, <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> we'll we'll, uh, we'll post we'll post a link. Uh, yeah, we'll post the, a link to, the document.
1: to it. Document, but it's a it's a document of twelve studio traditions, um, kind of guidelines that he that he wrote up, um, both I guess for himself and and for other and that he wanted to share with friends. Um, and I thought it.
0: I think I think it was. Part of a kind of like kind of pedagogical program he was outlining um,
1: I think so, yeah
0: I know he's he 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 was sort of working on like um on kind of teaching classes and and workshops and stuff, so
1: yeah, he was mentoring people yeah. and 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 yeah, I mean he was also just a teacher again, just sharing his own music and sharing the ways to make music he had he had, uh, he was doing some uh streams yeah Um,
0: the 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 stream with um with clay yeah
1: about mixing and but so this was a pdf 12 studio traditions and yeah we figured it'd be good to just go through them one by one and share them and and sort of riff off them uh i i I think he i think he would have enjoyed that um yeah should we just get into it
0: yeah do you want to do you want to each read one Sure, yeah. We'll we'll just go back and forth.
1: Yeah. So I'll just, I'll start with number one, studio (laughs) tradition, always record everything always. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. I mean, he did. He did. He, He certainly did. And we all should. I mean, how many times are you just like trying something out and you don't record it? and it's way better than when you sat down to record it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, oh, I'll never get that patch back. Yeah. Um,
1: Or, I mean, just how many, like, I mean, this is something that has happened to me multiple times in the past month where I'm just, like, playing around and, ah, shit, I'm not recording.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think beyond um, just how useful it is to document and capture everything you're doing, yeah. I think the mentality of a, like approaching re- approaching music with the mentality of recording everything also helps you I, I think it's a very healthy approach it, yeah. it helps you feel more comfortable and confident and um, less scrutinizing and critical because you know a, a lot of times mm. you'll be working on something you'll be jamming and you'll be like ah oh, this is not quite good enough to record I'm not gonna I'm not gonna record this one and uh you know maybe it wasn't but there's, like, literally no harm in capturing that. And mm-hmm. even if it's, it's, even if it just exists as a document for you to go back and kind of examine, that's, that's worthwhile. Yeah. Um, and, you know.
1: Even if it's just a diary, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. It can, it, it can, it can be not very good. It's still, wor- it's It still could be useful for you, you to go back there and see what you were doing. Um, yeah. And. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think breaking down those kinds of hurdles and barriers that you put in front of yourself is really, really important. Um, yeah. That's definitely like, you know, I, I create all sorts of hurdles for myself. Um, and just approaching it with the, the mentality of like, I'm just going to record this is is kind of freeing.
1: Yeah. Plus, I mean, how much is hard drive space these days? You yeah, know? It's, it's, it's nothing. It's like literally nothing. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that first rule is pretty self-explanatory, but hard. I don't know. It, it, you still mess it up sometimes, and you're always mad when you don't follow that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: You're always disappointed.
0: So number two, whenever possible, work on one session at a time. Leave DAW open until track is complete enough where the ideas are represented well enough to pick up where you left off. So, yeah, this is also like one of those things that's like so simple and so like just fundamental, um, but also really easy to screw up. Yeah. And really one of those things where the more you deviate from this, the more you the more you can really lose what you're doing.
1: It can be very easy to. Be working on something and and kind of get either like i don't know annoyed or uh sidetracked and jump to something else and never really get down the 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 thing you had been working on yeah you can really lose yeah you can lose stuff very easily by just kind of i don't know being a bit scatterbrained and and, and jumping around
0: yeah and well and also yeah just um yeah when when you're if you're switching back and forth between things um yeah it, it can just really it can really slow things down it can it, it it's another way that you can self-sabotage yourself basically it's another way yeah you can defer completion it's another way yeah. you can you can yeah just like not get not to, to not make music basically ultimately
1: yeah um, yeah
0: and yeah like if there's if there's you know I can't think of more of a master of the art of creating, yeah. Just in volume, like than 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 Andrew. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, like he he had really figured out methods for just c- pure creation.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and just and yeah, seeing it through to a a point where you know it's whatever. Maybe it's not perfect, but it's done. Yeah, you know. Um. Simi- yeah, it's it, it kind of yeah, I guess it's another sort of twist on the first rule of always recording. You know, it's just yeah. Get it get it to get it to a point where, you know, there's some sort of I don't know, clarity to yeah. what where where where
0: there's something that's worth revisiting. Yeah, yeah. You don't necessarily have to finish it, but you know, yeah. Don't abandon it halfway.
1: Rule number 3, when in doubt, collage older recordings to stimulate creativity. This is a big one. This one is one that I've, that I'm always leaning on and pulling from um, because sometimes you can feel a bit, I don't know, blocked or something. You you don't really know what to do and you can have these, you know, threads left around. Maybe it's, you know, uh, some thread that you kind of messed up the second rule, right? It was something you didn't quite nail down something you didn't quite get clear enough, but there are those chances that you can pick up those threads. Um Yeah and it's and it's it's it's
0: also a, a sort of affirmation of an extension of the first rule. Yeah. Or just like record everything because it could be useful.
1: Yeah. And I think collaging your old stuff, I mean, you know, take you know, you can even just you know, something as simple as taking to sort of you know basic sketches of of things that you've worked on and putting them together seeing what happens um you know going. you know maybe actually you know this one thing works re- this one element of this one thing you had you had made worked works actually really well with this other element of this other thing you made
0: sure yeah yeah this is this is something i actually really want to do more in my own work um i've i've Leaned very heavily on the kind of as close to live, uh, live one take kind of improv, uh, for, for many, many years. Yeah. And that's something that, like, one of the reasons I kind of stopped making music. So, one of the reasons I approached things like that for so long was because it helped me make music. It was because mm-hmm. it was, um, you know, kind of relating to the second rule, you know, whenever work on one thing at a time until it's at, it's at a finish point. Like, imposing that, those rules on myself to so just, like, this is how I make music. I jam. Yeah, um, yep. It helped me get stuff done until it didn't, and that's been right. the last few years where I just, you know, you kind of run into the limits of, of, of doing things that way. When you, when you force yourself to, you know, kind of stick to these, these kind of arbitrary methodologies, you can really be shooting yourself in the foot. Um, mm-hmm and that's i mean that's that's one of the reasons i was so excited about reading this list is cuz there's just there there there's there's so much to draw from uh, yeah for even for you know people who have been making music for 15 20 plus years
1: yeah for sure i also you know i i worked like mostly in the box for a long time and i would always kind of pick up and collage older stuff and then i moved more towards a, because it felt right at the time, I moved more towards a sort of live recording, you know, one take, um, thing, which, which really helped for a while. Um, you know, now I feel kind of more inspired to pull out, you know, things I had sitting around in a little Ableton session or whatever, you know, that just a little half done idea or something, um, to, Mash things together, or pull one thing from here and one thing from another. Um,
0: well, the, the the important thing I think to to highlight here is that these aren't incompatible methods.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, that
0: you can you can do a, a live jam, and then you just you can scavenge it for parts later.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or you could use it even if use it's... it
0: as a skeleton and then layer stuff on top of it. Um,
1: yeah, even if your live jam is like a very full, you know, with lots of elements going on. You know, you can still, Ron Hardy style, find a fucking little loop in there maybe yeah. and loop it, you know, yeah, so, yeah, uh, like for like, yourself.
0: Maybe you wind up stripping half of it down, but you love the way you tweak that bass line. Yeah. Um, next one.
1: Sure.
0: Uh, limit the number of ideas in each track. There is no need for every track to be a thesis on everything you know about music. This will only overwhelm you and prevent swift decision making. Personally, I try to limit the number of ideas to around four. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, when you're working with, within kind of techno specifically and, you know, kind of dance idioms in general, um, that's a really, really particularly, um, important rule, yeah. but, but also that holds for, for everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: Um, and I love that he emphasizes swift decision making.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah.
0: That that the, like the clarity for him is 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 freeing him to act. Hmm. Um. Again, like like just like the ways in which he was able to kind of like approach his music, you know, in a way that was as as much as like almost a physical extension of of his body uh, is incredible
1: and for someone with so many ideas like he had you know i think i would guess that this rule uh especially because i think it's like the longest rule on the list (laughs) the most elaborated upon um i would presume that this one he found particularly helpful because for someone like him who has just ideas flooding at all times totally um you know some some basic little guideline like this to help you know, make those quick decisions and sort of stem the tide a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it must have been super, super useful. I, I This one, you know, definitely resonates with me because I have, over the years, definitely found myself working on a track that does start to become, like he says here, a thesis on everything I know about music. Yeah. Um, tracks that I want to be very complicated and full of things and do a lot and, 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 you know, you, you, you spend like a month or two working on just that one track. Um, and while I, you know, have found, you know, no regrets in life. Um, and while I have found those tracks sometimes, I don't know, good as experiments, I never really look back at them as my finest work even though in the moment it can seem like i'm making a masterpiece yeah yeah yeah
0: you you, you, you never make your masterpieces that way
1: (laughs) exactly yeah they can sometimes be very useful exercises um but they can also very quickly drag on for just way too long slow you down and you know eventually they'll maybe good be good bits for you know that third rule right. to collage, collage and scavenging. scavenge yeah yeah um but yeah i mean it can the, the sort of desire to make a very a statement or something yeah. you know a very complicated uh opus uh can be can be strong but really self-defeating
0: the the next rule i think also kind of ties interestingly to that.
1: Yeah. Rule number five: Always feel free to repeat yourself.
0: Yeah. So it's it's one more way to 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 again free yourself to act. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. That 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 again, it, it doesn't have to be a thesis.
1: Yeah. It doesn't totally. it? Doesn't
0: have to be some totally novel novel piece of work. Just do.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean this this rule, may, Well, I don't want to say it resonated with me more than any of the others because I don't know they all do but this one definitely hit me very strongly because um
0: agreed agreed this is definitely one of the ones where it's like oh yeah that's a big yeah
1: because I've definitely made tracks in the past that I've been very very proud of um but sort of said okay you know I did that you know I, I I I got that I hit that sound or whatever, you know, and time to move on. Right. Can't do that um, again. Yeah. When, like, no, all of my fa- – how many fucking records do I own by, you know, whoever, Mills or, you know, whoever it is. Sure, yeah. That basically recycles the same idea 500 times, but every time it's great. Yeah. And every time I love it and every time it's totally different. Yeah. You know, but it's still, like – and, and and it can be very Mike Mike pa- Mike Parker's a
0: a personal favorite in that in that department. Oh sure, yeah. Someone who is yeah. who's been making basically the same record for twenty five years, and it, every time it's pretty fucking good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's never you're never like as, a, you know, as a fan you're never like oh yeah no right right <laughs> you're, you're you're never you're like I, I wish they would
0: I wish they would change it up they should I wish they would start making trance like no right. no I I want a Mike Parker record. It's going to yeah. do that thing that's sick.
1: Yeah, and it's always going to be good and you're always going to be kind of blown away by it even though you're like I guess it's similar but yeah, it's still sick, you know. Yeah, totally. Um there've definitely been like tracks that I've done, projects I've worked on that I have that I I always sort of regret not like extending, not like plumbing that even further and just like making I don't know 10 different versions of that track you know recording it many times maybe at the same time or or, you know maybe just kind of later down the line um you know basically being like I'm gonna just make that track again even you know you just sit there and just make the track again yeah you know who knows what happens with that um it's gonna be different
0: yeah should we go to the next one yeah um do not feel the need to make everything release worthy. This is first and foremost an exercise in self-expression.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Right on. Like not everything needs to be great. You're just you're you again again for 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 Andrew music was like a, basically a physical extension. It was it was just him doing what his body and brain were naturally built to
1: do. Yeah. But it's not even necessarily a question of, like, release-worthy sort of equating great. It's just, like, not everything needs to be a thing that, like, is put out as a product or whatever. You know, I'm I'm very into, like, private press stuff, home recording, people who just, like, make music for the home. Yeah. Which is kind of what music's role always was, really. It um, was just kind of, like, this private thing that wasn't recorded or released, you know? It was just, like, music. Uh, music as a form of well music music is
0: also always serve kind of like social and ritual function too though so yeah yeah Um.
1: yeah and that and you know that is orthogonal from the idea of like the release yeah you know yeah um and so whether it's something you make because you find music a particularly good way to meditate and clear your brain and you know get something out and the, you know, that's that's an amazing reason to make music yeah absolutely um and you know does not ever necessarily need to see the light of day maybe it does in the future maybe you revisit and want to do that but you know at, at in the moment you know you going into everything trying to make a record that will you know be whatever put out on a label and you know appear in a shop and well, that's not, you know, that should, that you know, starting out from that assumption every time you go to record, uh, can really be kind of like all, like like many of the other rules can be sort of self defeating. Yeah. Um, and getting over that is really important.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and no, I th- I think this also ties again back to number four. Um, yeah, it doesn't need to be a thesis. Doesn't need to be. Yeah. D- doesn't no one needs to hear it necessarily?
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Like, just make it.
1: Yeah. Totally. And also, whatever you think is release worthy is very different for other people. I mean, how many times do I send? Do I kind of, for whatever reason, send what I consider to be garbage, out, and someone really loves it? Sure. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. No. I. Uh, I think. I think most. Most people who have put out more than a more than a record or two are are gonna have have had that experience, yeah. Um, where you're like, "Oh, this one is real good. This is really something," and you send it yeah. around to friends, and they're like, eh, "I don't yeah. know. It's, it's okay." Um, I remember I sent something once to Will Burnett, and uh, this is actually some of the more useful feedback he'd ever given me. <laughs> Um, but his response was, "Never send me a track like that again." <laughs> <laughs> but um,
1: you were really stoked on that track.
0: I, I, I don't think I was like really stoked on it, but I was okay. like, uh, maybe maybe this is kind of working. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, certainly certainly a lot of times you know you'll you'll send six tracks over, ten tracks over, and you know you'll be you'll be really into three of them and kind of into three, and then three you're kind of like yeah, these are kind of the worst ones. And, you know, you send them over to someone to be like, no, this one. And it's always, yeah. it's, you know, it's not always, but, you know, sometimes it's those ones where you're like, oh, that one was kind of throwaway. And they're like, no, actually, listen again. You're really yeah, onto yeah. something there. Maybe, you need, totally, to, maybe yeah. you need to change the mix down or maybe you need to add one more element or something. But there's something yeah. really good going on with that one.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, again, in, in many ways, music is a sort of social thing. And, you know, you're not always your best editor um you know sometimes it's bringing other people in to the process even if it's just uh for listening and feedback you know that's so crucial to uh to making music rule number seven practice makes better perfection is the enemy of finishing tracks i mean just really well said
0: yeah i i i like how he's like i really like the way that, that these traditions flow yeah. the way that they kind of mount and and elaborate on the previous ideas that have been uh, um, outlined. Um,
1: and also the way that they're not prescriptive, you know, it's not that it's not, you know, practice makes better perfection is the enemy of finishing tracks. I don't know. It's not like, it, it's a very sort of, you know, like, it's not saying one or the other, you know, um, it's sort of like, well, I guess he does say perfection is the enemy of finishing tracks, but it, but he's right on that one. Yeah.
0: Um and he's right
1: to say that practice does make better, you know. You 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 know, you want to get better at things we all do and making music is like definitely a thing where, you know, lots of lots of amat lots of complete amateurs, people who've never made music before, plenty of times they make some of the best music. Um just incredible stuff from that point of view of, like, basically, like, I don't know, not knowing anything. Like, that's a really wonderful perspective to have. I mean, that's, that's, Um,
0: that's where a lot of, of entire genres have come from, so.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Um, but, you know, on the, uh, you know, and it's, you know, on the flip side is, you know, once you do start making music more and more and more, you know, that's also great, and you, you know, start to learn a lot, um, Either to, as a means to an end, as a means to make, you know, more polished or, you know, better music or whatever, or just to learn something new. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like this also, <clears throat> where it's situated in the list as, as number seven, like, I, I feel like this is sort of like, and, and this is one of the few ones that's just just a, a, a single statement. Yeah. Um, there's no elaboration on this point. Further beyond, um, I feel like this is sort of the culmination of the first half of the list. Yeah, which again, it, it, sort of just really hammering home the point: like just make, just make, yeah. just create. Um, Definitely, and kind of systematically picking apart all the, all the ways in which you you yourself can sabotage that that you you yourself can can prevent yourself from creating.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, the old joke is always about you know tuning snares for. You know, like sure. getting really excited about a track, laying down something in like a couple hours and then spending months just tuning the snares, trying to totally, fucking, you know, playing with like very, very subtle EQ set, you know, settings. Yeah. And, you know, of course, you know, there's something to be said with practice, you know, by, for practice and, you know, kind of working on stuff and all of that. But, you know, also knowing the limit.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, think of how many more tracks you could have made and how much more you could have learned if you stopped fiddling with that snare after the first four hours and (laughs) then instead made, uh, you know, 25 more tracks. You would have learned a lot more. You would have made a lot more. Yeah. Maybe 20 of those tracks would have been terrible. Maybe five of them would have been incredible. Rule number eight, when in doubt, sample something. The sample does not need to make it into the final track. Rather it can serve as a touchstone or inspiration for other elements. Very cool one. Yep. Um I mean, even just the idea just emphasizing that like you can you can make you can make a track around an element and then you can just get rid of it.
1: And that often just happens in the natural course of yeah. things. I mean, I feel like this happens all the time when I'm making music. I will sometimes just be listening to something that's sick, sample it loop it, start building something around it. And then the original thing is just too cluttered and I get rid of it. And (laughs) then I have something else. Right, right. That happens all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I think, you know, saying when in doubt, sample something is, is, is crucial because it really can help just like unlock and I don't know, unstick a lot of, you know whatever writer's block or you know you can sort of be like i don't know what the what am i gonna do turn on the drum machine and do four kick drums again you know um (laughs) maybe but you know this is another way to like start building something around something else that maybe can unstick you from patterns that you've developed or you know
0: and yeah yeah the, the original sample still exists there as a ghost even if it's gone you know
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Sometimes you just, you know, have totally obscured the original sample beyond any recognizability anyway. Yeah. Other times it's just not even there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number nine, trust your instincts. This will help expedite the decision-making process and begin to help you get in touch with your creative sources.
0: Yeah, again. Ways to expedite the decision-making process. Yeah. Swift decision-making.
1: Yeah. And also just, yeah, I mean, trusting what comes to you. it. It can be so easy to overthink everything. Yeah. Um, it can be so easy to be like, oh, well, I read a thing once that said... Um, you need to do x, y, and z to the bass line and the kick drum to make sure that they don 't clash or whatever <laughs>
0: totally I, I i was actually just thinking as you started saying that I was just thinking something very similar where like yeah, like a lot of times like you're like you 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 drill into your head like, okay, I gotta high pass everything, gotta high yes. pass everything, every element make sure to high pass it, and then sometimes it 's like, well, you know what, actually sometimes you don 't want to do that. <laughs>
1: Well, and sometimes it sounds worse. Yeah. And your instinct is to be like, I don't know. But then, you know, the sort of whatever technical side that has inherited some knowledge that you seem that seems authoritative to you or whatever um, kind of allows you to not trust those instincts. And, yeah, you, you know, yeah, those instincts are, are really, you know listen to your ears that's that's at the end of the day yeah it's
0: it's it's very easy to not do that when you're making electronic music um yeah when you're working in the box it's very easy to not actually listen to what you're doing and kind of go by what the what the numbers say um yeah and yeah fuck that that's i've i've ruined so many tracks and so many of my my release records even doing that kind of stuff
1: yeah totally paying like looking at meters and paying way too much attention to them yeah
0: yeah yeah instead of just listening like oh actually like i should have been boosting the lows there yeah you know Um, Mm -hmm. yeah number 10 recreate a favorite song from memory doing this from memory is key invariably one's memory and the actual tracks are actually quite different the final result will almost never almost always never be recognizable Although one will often be able to capture the vibe or feeling of the original, this is one I think, Chris, that like both you and I, yeah, re- like this resonates very, very strongly for both of us.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. This is this is so this is so good. It's so good. Um, yeah. It's just such a great way to like to teach yourself about teach yourself about how how to make music. Like, if you just mm-hmm. th- think like, okay, like this track that I love has these elements, if I was going to make this track, how would I do it? Um, yeah. It teaches you so much about, just about the creative process. Um, and also, again, it's just a, a good way to, to, to force yourself to act. It's a good, it's a good way to, to make something. Just like, okay, I'm going to try recreating, you know, whatever, strings of life, what's going to happen? Yeah. It's going to sound, he's, he's, Andrew's right, it's going to sound really different if you try to recreate strings of life from memory.
1: Yeah. It can be very easy to sort of develop. uh, I don't know. It can be very easy to sort of like uh, tip over into like, you know, let's say you're out one night, you have a really nice night and you know, there's some track that you heard, you know, out that just really hit hard. And the next morning or a couple days later, you really want to like remake it it can be very easy for a kind of like imposter syndrome to take over to be like oh i'm cheating right or right. oh like oh, that's, well that's, no one that's else not was...
0: original i'm plagiarizing yeah totally. exactly yeah
1: which like no all music is made this way yeah basically <laughs> yeah all music is made this way <laughs> and if, and that track you really loved probably was made because the person who made that track right was trying to recreate a track that they loved
0: right was channeling I mean maybe it was channeling maybe they were channeling two tracks. And you can also yeah, do that yeah. too. You can yeah, you can cold, try yeah, like totally. you can try making strings of life with, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. But so many tracks I've made that are favorites are me trying to make a track that I love.
0: Continuous mode
1: uh, yeah whether it's a continuous mode ripoff or whether it's a basic channel ripoff or whether it's whatever I'm you know usually trying to rip off someone. Um, I, I, but you know again, like
0: I, I, I not... just mentioned because yeah you you shared uh, a couple of weeks ago a, a track and I yeah. was like, like, nice, continuous mode and you're like, yeah, <laughs> continuous mode <laughs> is like like 50% of like it's it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the template for 50% of all the songs I've ever made. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you know, sometimes it's a little more obvious than others. But, you know,
0: like that one was sick. It was a sick track.
1: Yeah, either someone recognizes it and is like cool or they don't and it's also cool. I mean <laughs> right. there's no no one cares. No one cares.
0: <clears throat> I mean unless you're no one, unless you're actually plagiarizing. But again if you unless
1: you're actually plagiarizing, but you're not. If you're
0: yeah, if you're just trying to like create something inspired by something and especially if you if you're doing it just by memory like um you can get to really weird places in a, yeah. in a good way.
1: And like he says here, I mean, cap, you know, the often what you really want to do is capture the vibe yeah. or the feeling of whatever you heard. And you know, all sometimes you can actually capture that really really well. And the and it can be completely different. Yeah. Like not even like in the same genre. Yeah. But, you know, but really, kind of like capturing that feeling. Yeah, I mean, I and uh,
0: I've I've done I've done the same many many times, like drawing inspiration from, say, Chrome or like um, you know Mark Caro paints Cold Rush things. Yeah, um, you know, making techno basically making things that are not directly in those 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 idioms, um, and but yeah, like like getting at the spirit of it. Is, is really where you want to be
1: Yeah and I think that's the thing that ultimately resonates with you in a piece of music is that kind of ineffable spirit or vibe yeah. of something um, and that's what you latch onto in the first place and that's what you know you end up sort of pulling from um, the particularities you know whatever the melody or the ri- or the drum machine pattern or whatever all of that kind of goes by the wayside um and you know the most important thing is really kind of capturing that that feeling yeah rule number 11 missing link creating a song or track that would fit into an influential mix or dj set for you for me it's live at the liquid room or de9 this is a great one and one that i never thought about yeah this is a this is just a great idea yeah, that that never occurred to me.
0: Yeah, like, again, like, like I feel like the first half of this list is ways to um ways to break down preventing yourself from from acting, mm. and then yeah. the second half is ways to or, or, or kind of frameworks for for allowing yourself to act.
1: Yeah, uh, frameworks for like getting out of ruts or yeah. you know, kind of igniting some sort of creativity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, have you ever tried to do this?
0: No, no, um, no.
1: Though maybe we both have unconsciously, you know. Yeah, I
0: mean, very possibly. I, I prob- probably, I I, prob- I mean, I definitely have thought like, you know, um, I want to make something that like DJ, like 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 whatever XYZ DJ could play in a set, right? You know, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, like 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 mixes especially like you know the error of mixes that that Andrew's addressing here mixes were really their own worlds. I feel like Definitely. it's it's less the case now that mixes are so commonplace and you know just um just the way they pro- proliferated on kind of online uh you know kind of form, uh, formats
1: yeah, and sort of like live recordings mixing with sort of like radio shows mixing with sort of like intentional recorded mixes. You right. know that that the, those boundaries are also porous. But certainly in the nine in you know late nineties early two thousands, like you know mix CDs and shit. You know like DJ sets were. Big, big sort of statement pieces. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They, they again, yeah. There were whole, there were whole worlds you could in- inhabit, and uh, yeah. Th- th- those are two really good ones, of course. Um, yeah. Live at the Liquid Room is so, so out of control. I mean. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but just the idea of like you know, especially if you're working in an idiom that you know is kind of like very much for DJs. Yeah. Um, you know, some, you know, if I have my little DJ hat on, sometimes I really want just like very basic things to link things. And, you know, when you don't have that, maybe you want to make it, um, but, you know, maybe you want to, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a really interesting way of thinking about stuff. Um, and maybe like you start, you know, maybe, You know, it can sort of initially appear to you that you're resorting to being kind of like technical or, um, you know, less artistic. You know, it can seem like you're doing something that's functional. Like, oh, I want to make this thing to transition from one thing to the next. Um, And it can seem to you that it's not like creative. You're like, no, I I needed to do this thing. right? Um, But there is so much creativity in that. Um, that yeah, like like you said earlier, like this is just an, a, a great way to sort of ignite some sort of creative spark. Yeah, that then can move on to whoever, who knows what.
0: <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, so the last one, Sound Diary. After an inspiring night out, attempt to capture the essence of a set that you heard out at home. Push yourself to defy genre boundaries as much as possible keep as sonic memento
1: <laughs> yeah that last that last bit is key yeah
0: that's that's it's, it's beautiful
1: it's beautiful um yeah yeah uh
0: i mean uh, yeah I, I i i don't even have anything to say there really
1: <laughs> if yeah neither do i i mean it, i think it really nicely sums up kind of the whole list i mean the, the title of it, Sound Diary, kind of links back to the first rule of always recording, kind of keeping yeah. your own diary of your own uh, explorations, your own, you know, yeah. whatever, you know, just kind of like a, a diary of, of your life in sound um, is really important, whether that's, you know, taking your field recorder out on a walk or, uh, you know, recording things in the studio or, you know like Andrew says here kind of trying to capture the essence of a night out um yeah the idea of music as kind of your own little diary is i think a really really nice one
0: yeah so it's it's a it's a really good way to sort of um to kind of casualize it to to make it more just a a kind of conversational fundamental self-expressive thing rather than this like momentous special like you know like um yeah walled off complicated inaccessible thing um totally just like just make music everyone should make everyone should make stuff and that's that's one of the things that you know i I think almost all of these rules uh, and really all of them with just a little kind of reframing could work for artists working in any medium yeah um they're just really good creative guidelines
1: yeah 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 for any art and you know it's always been sort of my contention that Everyone can make music, whether or not they want to or not, that's another question. But, you know, I I want to live in a world where everyone feels welcomed. And, you know, there can always be this problem with gatekeeping in music and music and, and sort of like creating things, you know, creating a, a an environment that seems, you know, exclusionary. Um, and I think one thing that this list does really, really nicely is welcome people to making music um to you know tell them to to you know like give to make music making approachable let's say that
0: yeah absolutely absolutely just make just just create just do it fuck it just do it yeah doesn't matter just do it
1: yeah and and you know these these are these are guidelines that you know i think yeah it's just so refreshing to read this um and 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 really you know someone who you know andrew absolutely embodied all of these um whether it's sort of repeating yourself and sort of collaging and recycling you know taking u- using one name one project to explore all the different ways in which you can look at sort of maybe a central idea yeah um you know whether it's take using one name to uh you know recycle ideas and another thing you know the 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 first person i encountered doing this wh- which was really influential to me was uh Vladislav Delay who would you know on one album have an idea that was this very sort of you know tripped out experimental thing on a luomo album that same idea would be repurposed into you know yep. a vocal house cut that you would hear at like a sushi restaurant you know um and you know, I you know, someone like Andrew was really amazing at doing that. Absolutely, um, yeah. And these 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 uh, traditions, these guidelines, really really highlight that. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, even just going back to back to the the the, the name itself, these are traditions. Yeah. Um. This is this is a a, a ritual cultural practice for him. Yeah. It's absolutely they 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 explicitly aren't guidelines.
1: And they're not rules.
0: Yes, 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 exactly.
1: These are traditions. Along the lines of that, um, traditions, not rules, that just kind of reminds me of um, uh, Andrew had a discord um, where he kind of did this teaching and mentoring. And I wanted to read, um, just as a, as a final note, um, the welcome statement to uh his his discord because i really think it sums up a lot of things on this list um and expands it even further so he said just as a crystalline prism bends and breaks the light traveling through it creating new shapes patterns and textures so too are the forces of sound and music warped and reflected as they traverse through the mercurial mind of jason loveland and friends now we are proud to introduce infinite refractions a new collaborative media platform established by it and jason loveland to showcase for the diverse warped and often powerful multimedia works by the ir community and then he has a list here that he says traditions not rules we celebrate the co-creation of a safe space for collective dreaming and creation we celebrate love as an agent of evolution and emancipation We celebrate and encourage self-exploration and expression for for everyone's benefit. We celebrate practicing generosity and empathy. We celebrate good faith discourse and critique. We celebrate and encourage difference of all kinds. We celebrate the imagination in its myriad manifestations. We celebrate the exploration and expansion of consciousness by any means necessary. And finally we celebrate neurodiversity and cultivate a safe space for such topics. And I think